Hi, listener. Welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. It's good to be back for another episode. Yeah. So this time we have another new book in movie, and it is kind of a recent one and, and popular. I would call it young adult is Simon and the Hope of Sa- Oh my gosh, I can't speak. Simon and the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albert Holly. And it was published in 2015. And really, it was pretty popular. It had some good awards. It was featured on the National Book Book Award long list and listed by the Wall Street Journal as one of the best young adult novels of 2015. So I think it's a pretty popular book. Yeah. And it was adapted into a uh, adapted into a film in 2018 that uh, did not use that same title, even though that's an amazing title. Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. The mm-hmm. film version was called Love Simon. It was directed by Greg Berlanti and uh, screenplay by Isaac. App- Aptiker and Elizabeth Berger. It features uh, Nick Robinson as the uh, titular Simon, uh, as well as uh, Jennifer Gardner and Josh Dumel playing his parents. What it is like both the book and the um, and the film. Uh, it is about a uh, closeted gay teenager who is um, struggling uh, to uh, to come out. Uh, he starts emailing. Uh, a classmate who anonymously posted that he that he was gay and they go back and forth and then through and then a little wrinkle happens where another uh, classmate of Simon's happen happens to stumble upon these emails and kind of blackmails Simon uh, the, the, where he threatens to out him but in exchange he asks him, he asks Simon for his help in securing a um, a uh, teenage girlfriend <laughs> he really likes who's one of Simon, Simon's friends. So the film uh, was very well received. Uh, critics really praised it. It did pretty well at the box office. It had a, uh, it was a relatively small budgeted film, only like about $17 million uh, made over $66 million at the box office. So. Pretty good return on investment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I really like Jennifer Garner and Josh Duhamel. They're, they're two of my favorites. So I was very happy to see them in this movie. Yeah, they were they were very good, very you know, r- very realistic portrayals of the parents there. And we figured this was an appropriate one to do as we are in June for the uh, Pride Month in there. Yes, and Happy Pride Month. Yes, it is also um, Father's Day. So Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yes. uh, there and a key and um, and yeah, not really like a Father's Day book or movie, but a, a key you know subplot does involve Simon and his father and, mm-hmm. and their and their relationship. So it, it works. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. So Happy Father's Day to all types of dads. But yes, this is, I liked both of these. Now I really enjoyed the book and I, you know, it's definitely a young adult novel and I liked it written from the perspective of Simon and they kind of stayed in that point of view the whole time, um, which I really liked. And the movie was cute. You know, the runtime was good for me fitting it in during the week. Cause I don't like anything <laughs> too lengthy, but you know, I really did enjoy the cast and I thought Nick Robinson was very well cast as Simon. There are some like kind of key differences that are there. There. You know, they, I mean, one big one is they took out the sister Alice. Um, so there's no Alice in the movie. Which, yes, it, you know, just, I could see why they did it because they had to take all all of her subplots of like where she goes to college and that she at the end has a boyfriend. But I mean, I could see why they did it. 
but I did like her character in the book because it kind of gave Simon like kind of a, a, a different type of sounding border relationship. Yeah. I think it did. It, it did work. It was just with like the two is the younger sister, Nora, mm-hmm. who, lo- who loves baking, even though apparently she's terrible at it as they, as they joke about. Yeah, it does work. I, I do think, yeah, it made, it, it made sense because they didn't want it to be too drawn out with the, the film. Like they really focused on Simon and his journey. One other key difference, because a big, a big plot point is that Simon is uh, currently like in the, in the school play and throughout the book the play the play the musical was oliver based off like the oliver twist story but in the film it's cabaret which i thought was interesting and my and i wondered why they made that change uh there because he felt like you really didn't need to like make a change there like it was just you know a plot point that he's involved with the play and and i thought that okay maybe they were going for something like more hip with uh cabaret as opposed to like oliver maybe they thought that was too old school school or something but i later i read up on this and that was not the case at all that they actually uh, they couldn't do oliver because they couldn't or because they couldn't uh secure the rights to do it in the film which is you know uh very interesting and one of those things and how different uh screen uh, screenwriting is is how like other factors can affect how like a, a film um a film is written and all that uh so they replaced it with cabaret and actually i read that um they were actually going to do something a little different where the teacher mrs albright was supposed to be writing her own musical to mm. be performed and it was going to be a musical version of the um the john cusack film say anything that that that's what it was supposed to be, but they scrapped that idea because it just would have made the film too complicated and maybe too long there to focus. So I found that just really interesting, intriguing. Yeah, I was wondering kind of why they did that. That is interesting. And the other difference was that the principal did not really exist in the level of which he existed in the movie. You know, he wasn't really a big character where the principal, Tony Hale, who is hysterical from Arrested Development, played the principal. But, you know, he kind of added, I guess, some levity, but he wasn't like, it wasn't like that relationship in the book. In fact, I found all the teachers in the movie pretty, I guess the word is like tolerant. Like the kids curse, talk back, they curse at them. I was like, oh, this isn't interesting. Like what I was kind of like, I don't really find that reality. But (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was just a different take on what yeah. they did than it, than it was in the book. Yeah, I think because um, I like I liked Tony Hale's uh, character, and, and they and I read that yeah, his character was kind of just like newly introduced for the, the film, and it did bring a lot of you know humor. His character is defined as this guy who's trying to be hip and connect with the kids, but just comes off as so cringy and and lame that, uh, but I think his awkwardness did have, uh, some, some laughs to it there. So I enjoy, I enjoy his little, you know, brief spurts there. Yeah, no, he was funny. It was just definitely a difference. Yeah, definitely. And I think some of the other change, I mean, I thought that the parents were very true to the book. Like I thought like Jennifer Garner's character and Josh Duhamel were very true to playing his parents as kind of how they're written in the book. I think in the movie, they're maybe a little bit more permissive, right? Like, cause in the book, Simon does get in trouble for coming home drunk. Whereas in the movie, they kind of just look at each other and be like, I guess we should address that, but kind of roll their eyes and laugh it off. Whereas in the 
book, he does get in trouble for coming home pretty drunk. It'd be interesting. I don't know if there's any deleted scenes, and I wonder if maybe there uh, would have been a deleted scene where they confront him about about that. But you know, sometimes they have to make cuts there and there. I overall thought that you know both the book and movie you know seemed very realistic that with what Simon is going through. Now, obviously, not every closeted LGBTQ plus individual is being blackmailed uh, there, but I think that Nick Robinson did a fantastic job. Yeah, and I think also, you know, not every kid has that experience with their parents where it's, you know, not treated as negative or, you know, something where they're feeling repercussions from their family. I think like you saw that with Blue slash Bram in the book, like his parents were very open as well as were Simon. So I think, you know, it, it portrayed it in a positive, it portrayed like coming out in a positive light. And I know there's some books that we've done that have not done that. Like, you know, I it, it did kind of take a positive outlook towards that where the parents were very supportive, which, you know, always isn't reality, but I think it did a good job of showing, you know, how it could be, how kids could really be accepted by their families. So I thought that was good. And I, mm-hmm. and I, what I liked about the book too, is all the more, the more of the emails we saw between Blue and Simon, like I liked that. And I think the movie maybe had them have a bigger falling out over the emails getting linked because Marty was blackmailing him and then outed him on their Tumblr, on their school's Tumblr. Whereas in the book, it really wasn't as quite as dramatic as that. Like he outed him, which was terrible. And the kid then, you know, felt remorse for it, but it didn't affect that much relationship between Blue and Simon. Like you saw a little bit of a fall off as they were both, you know, kind of, I think Bram seemed like he was struggling more to come to terms with wanting to be out in school and in front of people than Simon was at at the Mm -hmm. end. But I like that aspect of the book that we saw that and it didn't, it wasn't as, the fallout was not as dramatic as the movie, which I guess for the movie, you have to make it more dramatic. True. Yeah. I I like the structure of the book and how Mm -hmm. you would have, you would read a chapter of everything that is going through and then afterwards would be like the emails between him and Blue. And I felt and I kind of liked that. It was kind of like a recap of sorts where, you know, you saw everything that happened and then need to see blue what's going on. And, and, um, Simon's, uh, Simon goes by the name, uh, Jacques in his emails, which I thought was funny. I just think that's a funny name, Jacques. But, and then, cause you saw this back and forth. But then one thing that was, I thought was really effective was when in the book where, even though it's not as dramatic, they do still have the falling out and that, you know, Simon emails Blue and nothing happened and there's no response. And then I notice I read the next chapter prepared for, you know, to get to the email recap and I turn the page and it just goes right into another chapter. So you see that there's no, uh, no more emails for quite some time after that. So I think that really uh, effective. Um, so I did want to talk about like, as we touched on a little, the whole blackmailing plot wise with uh, the character of Martin and Addison. And he has um, happened to stumble upon 
Simon's emails and and tries to get him to help him win over uh, Simon's friend Abby, you know, in exchange for not revealing there, which obviously doesn't uh, doesn't go well. I thought that I thought it just added um, another interesting element, particularly in the film. You kind of see, you know, the characters of Martin and Abby, and Martin kind of tries too hard to be the the funny guy to win to win her over. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought it was pretty well done because you could see how Abby kind of warms up to him a little bit and she's la- laughing at him laughing at him and his jokes or whatever or he, you could see how Martin would think you know okay he has he has a shot but yeah she still felt her character was still like a bit guarded where you don't where you could still believe that okay no she's not interested in him yeah, yeah. like she shows enough like she shows enough that you think okay it could go either way but I- what I liked about the book too, when you talk about that kind of thought of the blackmailing is that at the end of the book, like you kind of get the insight into, I think, which is a really accurate portrayal of teens, having teens is that they all have their own shit happening. Right. So like <laughs> Simon is so struggling to come out because he wants to tell his friends he's gay, but they are all each struggling with something that is, you know, I went with their own stuff. Right. So he tells them this, that he's gay and they all are, you know, obviously very supportive, but none of them seem overly surprised, right? But then he realizes as they're as they're talking that he really has no idea what's going on in his friends' lives, right? Like the one girl's father has cheated on his wife with a 19-year-old. The other girl has, her mom is, you know, her dad and her brother in DC and she's kind of navigating this. And Nick has something going on. And his younger sister has been taking guitar lessons from Nick and neither of them told her because he wanted to surprise them. And, you know, Leah's learning the drums and has her own stuff going on in her family. So it's kind of like you get this, you get that they're all self-centered in their own way, right? Like, and I think yes. that's really accurate, right? Like they're support, they're, they're obviously very supportive of Simon and want to help him, but they're still, they're a little bit mad about the blackmailing thing because it comes out. But then he realizes like they all have other stuff going on too. And it, it kind of deepens their friendship in a way that was, you know, you get the feeling it's a little surface level. I mean, they're all very good friends. They're best friends around the book, but he admits he doesn't know as much about them as he should. And I think that's, I think that's like really accurate of teens and, and probably a lot of adults that we all worry about our own stuff that's going on, right? And coming out is probably, you know, it's a huge stressor. It's something that is very much so hard. But I think we think, I think people think other people are thinking about you more than they are because they're really just thinking about their own problems, right? And so her, their friends are very supportive, but I think it's interesting that then you get the in, insight to what's going on with all these kids, which you don't necessarily get in the movie and that's really hard to show, but you get that Simon, by coming out, one is, I think, become a better friend to his friends because they all could be themselves. And like, I thought that was like, I liked that kind of as that un, like evolved at the end of the book. Does that make sense? Like, I kind of, I liked that. Yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense there. Like you kind of saw growth through all of them. And I think you did the same with the dad, right? Because the dad would make homophobic jokes and they weren't terrible homophobic jokes. It was like, oh, what are you gay? Like he, he wasn't, you didn't get the feeling he was a 
homophobe. He was making jokes, though, that were you would be perceived about as homophobic. But what I liked at the end is he also experienced some growth and like really sincerely apologized to Simon for making those jokes and if it made it harder for him to come out. Like, I liked that because I think a lot of times you also don't see like a parent apologizing to their child for maybe a way that they made them feel. And I, I liked that, that we saw that. Um, and I, I don't think we saw it as much maybe in the movie. Like there was definitely an aspect to it that you saw, but I feel like the book like really like highlighted that. And I, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Um, yeah, I think of the film there, there's one part like towards the beginning, uh, where I believe they're watching some show or like, I think it was the bachelor or something, something like that. Yes. And the dad is, is accusing the bachelor of being gay and making some uh, jokes about that. So you do, you do get that, but I really liked, you know, Josh Dumel's uh, portrayal of that. And he really came off as like very much a dad and how his, his first reaction to, you know, to Simon coming out is uh, kind of a cringy joke where he says, Oh, what is like, Oh, what girlfriend turns you or, or something. Right. And, you know, and it's kind of that reaction, like it's not great, but as he said, you know, how terrible it could be. It's kind of funny last year, you know, we did some episode for Pride Month on uh, uh, the book, the book and film Boy Erased, yep. which obviously is not a comedy at all. Uh, so serious that one is about the abhorrent practice of conversion therapy. So it's kind of funny to balance that with this and the different, you know, reactions how parents could be. So, but I felt like this was very well done that, okay, you know, maybe because parents, they're not sending their kids to conversion therapy, kicking them out of the house or do something absolutely terrible. It's, you know, doesn't mean that they're not without faults and not making mistakes that they don't need to like just congratulate themselves for not torturing their not torturing their kids over it but doesn't mean that there is there isn't room for growth yeah yeah i mean i really liked this book and i did like the structure of it and the movie was cute like the movie was definitely cute. I could see why why it did well in the box office, and it probably you know did very well amongst kind of the young adult audience. But I did I did like them both. Yeah, very true. I I, I really did enjoy both of them. I thought it was beautifully written and beautifully made. So because I thought it was funny and sweet, but yep. also some you know some very you know some very like dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. Like I I could see like. The parts that with Nick Robinson's portrayal, the parts that really stood out to me are like the immediate aftermath after Martin has outed him and just, you know, seeing like, you know, the pain and anguish in his eyes as he gets this oh shit moment. Yeah. And you know what, as you say that, I thought the book and the movie did both of those. I think it was pretty true to it is that when Simon tells Martin, like, you took that from me, like it was my story to tell, like he wanted to come out on his own terms, the way he wanted to do it, but he had had seen for himself as doing that. And Martin took that from him. And I think that's, I love that they did that and said that because it really shows like people who are coming out need want to own it. They don't, they have a way they want, they see it unfolding and want to do that in a time that's comfortable for them. And when they feel safe and not have someone else share that news for them. And I thought that the 
book and the movie stayed really true to that and showed kind of how that was so hurtful that that Martin did that to Simon. So I really, I liked that they both did that, that that stayed pretty true in both scenes. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, definitely. And you're kind of like rooting for Simon, like when he tells off Martin like mm-hmm. that, like you took that from me. Um, I got, I was sitting there watching it and was like, I was like, okay, yeah, just let let him have it, let him have it, because that's such a terrible thing to do. And it's kind of funny, you know. One thing I've noticed with some with you know reading book the books and watching the films and that a lot of times with films it almost seems like they're dropping little Easter eggs for the from the book a little because. Obviously, with films, they had to condense it. So there's one part, it's not a major part in the book, uh, but where Simon kind of considers that maybe Martin might be yeah. Blue. Because there's a point, I think in one of the emails, uh, Blue mentions that he shares a name with a president. And then at, at one point, Simon realizes, oh, he's like the eighth president, Martin Van Buren. And he's like, no, it can't be. And, yeah. and that's eliminated in, in the in the film entirely that you know there's never any suggestion but there's one moment where i kind of thought that it was like a little easter egg to that you know this is how i perceived it now there's the part where simon asks you know towards the end he says he's gonna go on the ferris wheel and you know has bought a whole bunch of tickets mm-hmm. to keep riding and riding and it was like if if you want to you know come join uh come join me uh there and then at one point like he's running out of tickets and it's going to stop and you see Martin come up and he you know and they think for like a couple seconds it's like oh no is it Martin is it Martin right he later reveals he's like no he's like no I feel bad I want to help you so here's any pace for him for another ride for another ride and then you find out that Blue turns out to be Bram the soccer player and he and you realize oh his his name is actually Abraham, so that's where right, they get the yeah. president the president name uh, there. So yeah, that's one other uh, one other like kind of a, a minor you know difference of the book and the film that in the film he he's writing a um, the Ferris wheel, and I think in the book it's the uh, tilt uh, the tilt a whirl because it is yeah. Graham had said that you know he didn't like it and or some something of that sort. Um, but I felt I, I did like the the Ferris wheel better. I think it's just more romantic and just more you know more um it's yeah, more of a cin- cinematic moment there if yeah. it was a tilt a world that would have come off as kind of lame yeah i i think i agree with you i actually yeah. think that was a smart change yeah uh but i like you know and i liked it like with both the book and the and the film the like this mystery element as you're trying to figure out who who it could be um who really is blue and you're and you know that like added another little uh wrinkle to it yeah and i like how in the film they portrayed it where he's considering all these you know other classmates and kind of picturing them and has like in the scenario like the scenarios that blue is describing and uh, and all that and i think it made it uh, a little interesting and i and yeah. i did uh i didn't really guess who blue actually was yeah me neither <laughs> no so good 
I think they did a good job. Yeah, I did too. So I think we covered it. I uh, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. You know, I highly recommend both. Yeah, me too. Highly. Me too. <laughs> I thought they were both very well done. You know, I like I enjoyed them both. You know, whether you're a part of the LGBTQ plus community or not, I think would re- would recommend uh, either. Uh, yeah, I agree. You, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, until next time, listener, keep reading and keep watching.